0: It's time to shed light on the over 30 million souls who enter a nightly battle with obstructive sleep apnea. Join award-winning board-certified otolaryngologist Dr. Mother Candula and best-selling author Jason Tierney in Out of Breath, a special six-part podcast series that will set the record straight on the topic of sleep medicine and dentistry. Let's dive in. Mother. Jason. We're back. Back again. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, thinking, thinking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking, uh, yeah. Thinking a lot about, um, uh, you know, what we've been talking about and, uh, how that relates to, you know, sort of, um, greater things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the letter. Okay. And you destroying my book release. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Do you forgive me? I forget. I don't forget. You don't forget.
1: Uh, and it's hard. We, we didn't really. I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about sort of what down, went down in Philly, but I guess
0: um, I well, wasn't there. I mean, I, I I was. Yeah. And like I said, there was a lot of chatter. Yeah. About that letter, and uh, and a, about Advent, mm-hmm. and some of the things that I heard was that you uh, didn't have a dentist that. Uh, you you did and fired the dentist because you realized that you were leaving millions of dollars on the table mm-hmm. um I heard just so so much chatter and a lot of it seemed to be uh based in a scarcity and a fear a plate from a place of fear and while I understand how that could happen you know these dentists it's their livelihood and and these affiliated companies right it's 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 potentially disrupting an entire space I also can't help but think that there's a way out Mm -hmm. that, that that just you know being afraid and sending anonymous letters isn't the path forward
1: well it isn't the path is is there any possibility is there any potential for such behaviors and things to lead to a productive outcome and I'm I'm it's a serious question is there is is anything like that ever led to something that's actually productive and if if the answer is yes let it be yes but
0: I mean, the only thing that I could see is maybe Advent stops and stops providing oral appliance therapy in one of those markets. And then that anonymous letter writer sees an influx of patients. Um,
1: the I get the first thing. The first thing wouldn't be connected to the last thing. I mean, this is sort of I guess on the specific topic. Uh, let me just sort of go in a bit of a different direction. Uh, I'm gonna make a bold statement. Uh, There's never been a greater champion for oral appliance therapy in the medical space than me. Not admin, me. Uh, I have, uh, with my own referrals, um, uh, deployed, whatever you wanna call it, connected thousands of patients uh, into oral appliance therapy who would never have been there, if not for me getting the word out, if not for me having the open mind, to recognize that option and from, you know, if not for me to have the resources to be able to get them connected to, um, you know, the solutions that they need. So I, I guess where I'm going with that is that my patients, we started talking about the fact that, you know, for me personally, um, and I still am a clinician when I'm treating a patient who has a condition they don't want to treat in the manner that I want to treat, I need to have the resources available in order to treat them. And, um, most physicians don't appreciate oral appliance therapy. Most physicians don't know anything about it. Most physicians who uh, treat obstructive sleep apnea don't appreciate oral appliance therapy, and they don't really particularly respect dental sleep medicine. I do, I'm not most physicians. Um, most ENTs, same thing. You know. So I think it's it's a, to me, part of what bothered me uh coming out of that meeting with the chatter coming out of the meeting is that i am again i'll I'll make that statement again i've never been anything other than a champion for oral appliance therapy a champion for dental sleep medicine a champion for the companies that i that i work with um and so you're picking the wrong enemy and and though we talked about you talked about scarcity mindset and, and and that's a very uh poisonous thing that, that, that is I mean that that the, the devil in your ear is scarcity mindset the devil in your ear is saying that there's only so much there's there's this limited um, resource. And if anybody gets any part of that, 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 you know, they're going to take it from you and they take it from you and your livelihood goes away and your kids are on the street and you're in the homeless shelter and, um, you know, all those, that's your sure fate. That's the devil talking. I'm not the devil. Um, The devil is in your ear. And I'd say, you know, definitively, the patients that we're putting into oral appliance therapy would not be going in that direction, if not for us getting the word out and and moving the. So
0: what does the angel in the other ear sound like? The angel
1: in the other ear is is, uh, an abundance mindset that says, boy, you know, I hear that uh, 30 million Americans have this condition and, you know, some very small percentage is actually getting treated and and almost infinitesimal uh, percentages in oral appliance therapy. And boy, if we all work together, even if we all work together we'll never be able to treat all those people that are out there and 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 I guess th- that that is true that's the truth i mean it, it, with in maybe in other areas um, scarcity mindset makes sense to me it it boggles my mind to be treating a condition that more people are not in treatment than are and then coming after each other with that scarcity mindset now you know i think what i will say is when we're talking about Philadelphia, which is this AADSM uh, meeting, and that's where this whole thing happened. Um, same thing happens in other communities. So you know, we, it, it is. This isn't the the, the devil's um, whisper doesn't just happen to de- dental sleep medicine. Mm-hmm. De- the devil whispers in sleep medicine um, docs' ears. They it whis- he or she whispers in ENT's ears. So it's this isn't an exclusive thing. And I guess what I will say. How is- How is it
0: different though?
1: it's really not you know i guess how it's different is it's um it's not you know people are people people are petty uh people want to be sheep um and sheep tend to like to sort of flock in herds and uh those herds tend not not to get along with you so if i mean i don't i mean if you went to a um a sleep medicine meeting let I me. Mean, how it's different is just there's a different there's a different target out there so if you went to a sleep medicine meeting and uh you've sent an, anom- an anonymous letter. Talking about, uh, you know, there's these dentists that are putting these devices in people's mouths, and I hear they mess up people's teeth and jaws, and I don't think they work. You know, it's this CPAP thing—that that's the that's the key. Everybody knows that's the gold standard. You have
0: an uproar and a bunch of chatter,
1: They're a bunch of chatter, and they say those those are the bad people, mm-hmm. and then you hop over. You go, let's go to the uh, my community, the ENT community, and you say if you you know, basically you say, well, here's what I'm trying to think. Of. My my community is a little different. We're still sheep, and we still are our uh, scarcity mindset. But in A there's a lot of things that people can kind of. I, I describe my community as looking for bright shiny objects, and they're always looking for some, something new. Inspire, in my opinion, is like this neat bright shiny object, which is a ridiculous, um, you know. Concept when it really comes down to it, meaning that uh, when people are looking for Inspire, they're looking for an alternative to CPAP, and a much better alternative to CPAP than Inspire is oral appliance therapy. Mm. Now, but I started talking about my community and I'd say, Well, my community, what, what, what how do we, what, you know, what does the devil say to us? The devil says to us that, um, even though we should be the, the guardians, the protectors, the champions for the breathing triangle, for the nose and for the throat, we should be the ones that are quarterbacking patients through um, the issues that they have. We've completely abdicated the playing field. We don't even exist. Uh, it, it, is almost, it, it is almost an impossibility for somebody who has sleep apnea to end up seeing an ENT. It's almost happenstance. They wouldn't normally see an ENT. So my, my specialty is to blame for uh, the majority of the pathology within the healthcare system as it relates to obstructive sleep apnea. So my flock of sheep, we're to blame. The dental sleep medicine community, you're to blame. Sleep medicine, you're to blame. And who suffers? People suffer. Mm. The people who are out there who, they don't care about you know, these, these scarcity mindsets. They, they don't even know, they don't know that any of us even exist. They don't even know they they know so little about what's going on and um you know there's there's there is a i don't know if you've heard this saying but basically how are you complicit in helping to create the conditions that you say you don't want Mm -hmm. how are you complicit in helping to create the conditions that you say you don't want and i'd say i'm complicit i'm trying to do something about it but i'm complicit i come from a community i come from a culture that doesn't uh, doesn't understand or respect the importance of breathing and even though it's within our domain, we don't really care about it. We got other things to do. We need to do surgeries. We need to do these things. Um, so I'm complicit. And I would ask the dental sleep medicine community, how are you complicit in helping to create the conditions that you say you don't want? Because I hear from that community that people don't respect us, that people don't, they don't, so many people would benefit from oral appliance therapy and they're just not getting into it. Um, that there, there's so much, you know, wrong with this and that. And then I ask, well, what are you doing about it? And I think there are individuals in that community that are actually doing good work. There and, are, yeah, and that's certainly. great. And there are many. I mean, many, many are. Um, but and you put, you mentioned this in your book. I think it's like a, a hundred dentists are responsible for how many? What percentage of the world? around thirty percent? Yeah, Which, that's a huge um, number. And so, basically, those hundred dentists would never be able to, um, you know, sort of effectively fit all of the people in this country who could benefit from oral appliance therapy obviously. Well, and
0: that stat just speaks to the the, the big problem.
1: Correct, and so that's the problem. Yeah. And, and then you say, well, what if every dentist was screening, and what if every dentist was, uh, was, was um, you know, sort of using oral appliance therapy? I'd say, that's cool, although let's not forget about the nose, <laughs> number one, and let's not forget about other treatment options. So just because you have this one treatment option, um, it doesn't mean one size fits all. And, and I, that's, that is a big problem in all of these little communities. CPAP is not, a, not the right answer for everybody. It's the right answer for some. It saved millions of people's lives. An oral appliance is not the right answer for everybody. It's the right answer for some. Surgery is not the right answer for everybody, but it is the right answer for some. And to not acknowledge the fact that those those other um, pathways exist is, um, means that you're part of the problem. And um, you know, for me personally, with what we're trying to do, it's acknowledging the fact that as much as we're trying to do, we are just scratching the surface i'll say and i'll say it over and over again you know advent currently we've got 17 offices we're going to continue to grow um my hope as we continue to grow is we increase awareness of these conditions so that we're able to continue be able able to continue to treat the patients that come in to see us but also that that rising tides raise all boats and um and that is what happens i mean if if there are more people out there who have the conditions that we treat than we'll ever be able to to treat sure so yeah.
0: So if if you were going to open a new Advent office in a new market, mm-hmm. and there's a dentist there that sees this and is privy to what we've discussed, sure. What should they What should they be thinking, and uh, what we what What should they be thinking? Uh, um. Help us here. The
1: cavalry has arrived. Uh, we, you know, basically when we say that in that situation, we're going to come into a market. We're going to come into a market, and we're going to get the word out about not just oral appliance therapy, but all the treatment options that exist exist in the space. And so, our first step in in uh marketing if you want to call it that is education and we do a lot of education in our messaging and that 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 education is education that uh is an equal opportunity um uh lifter so when you know if I if I or we whisper in somebody's ear send a radio message out put a billboard up uh, an ad talking about oral appliance therapy a uh, guarantee that that's somebody that if they had no they weren't initiated now that they know this exists and that now all of a sudden you have an awareness in a community that means there are more people who are likely to go see our, our, our friendly uh, dental sleep medicine specialist and um, for that individual too the reason I say the cavalry has arrived is now you have a resource we Advent are available for you for those patients that you are seeing who have nose and sinus issues, which is a lot of people that you don't have to worry about us not respecting you. You don't have to worry about us uh, not getting your patient back to you. Um, cause that's what we do. And so I think I, I'd say if not advent, um, if advent, let me go the opposite. If, if, advent is not in your community, and I'm sure, uh, some of the dental sleep medicine, um, listeners will appreciate this, uh, even if you understand and appreciate the power of the nose if you don't have a resource that's easily available for you, you're out of luck. And what you end up doing is like, "Ah, I know this is a problem, but man, every ENT that I talk to or try to send my patients to, um, either they don't give me the time of day or they see my, see these patients and they'll say, they don't really have a problem. Don't, don't send them my way. Um, you know, those sorts of things. That's, that is the typical, and I've heard it from too many dental sleep practitioners. Um, you know, meaning that I heard it, that's a common thing. I mean, I don't, is that something, yep. that's that's a common um, refrain, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's part, and I guess, so what's the deal there? I'd say, well, ENT is part of the problem. I mean, I, I, I'd say, as I said, you know, before, dental, the dental sleep medicine community, if we talk about these various communities that that, that uh, interact with obstructive, obstructive sleep apnea, the dental sleep medicine community is the biggest champion for the nose and nasal breathing out of all communities that treat sleep apnea, even more so than ENT. So I immensely uh, appreciate and respect my dental sleep medicine colleagues. Um, They unfortunately are left on their own because these other communities shun them and and really don't provide them appropriate uh, resources. And let me make this statement too, is I have learned more about, um, you know, uh, the dental sleep medicine community has taught me to appreciate the power of the nose more than my community ever did, more than my ENT training ever did. Um, And, that's a great thing and i'm taking that message and i'm trying to preach that gospel um and so i I guess back to kind of the the concept of these various tribes you know being tribal as, as as tribes tend to be i think the solution for a lot of this stuff is is to to have the gumption to have the moxie to leave those herds that are are holding you back Again, you talk about this in your book, you know, to some extent, which is that you know there's there's a lot of convenient excuses, and the solution for almost everything within any community, including the dental sleep medicine community, is looking at you in the mirror. There's nothing that you yourself can't do that somebody else needs to be you know doing for you, um, including talking to me. Meaning, I, I guess this is what the, you know like like if you got a problem with me come talk to me. And I, I, I won't, <laughs> Eddie says, I don't bite. I I will um, gladly talk to anybody who's, who's, you know, has issues with what we're doing. And then, you know, how do you say it? Uh, haters are going to hate. And so yeah. I think if there's something, you know, I'm not here to please everybody. I'm all, but I'm, but I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation. But this
0: isn't a dentist or an ENT issue. This is a human issue. The most difficult thing is to look in the mirror yeah. and say, I'm flawed. And then right to take action. To, to to reverse those flaws, to overcome those flaws, right? Absolutely. I mean,
1: Looking in the mirror, um,
0: So it's much easier for a dental sleep community, an ENT community, you know, Jill or Joe, to abdicate control over you know, their to abdicate their, their agency and then complain mm-hmm. about the lot that they're in. That's what so many people do, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right? There's some a wise person once said, Something like you know, I, I stare at the sun, but I you know never look in the mirror. Hmm. You know who, what wise person said that? I believe it's uh, your girl Taylor Swift. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but but I, that that is there's a truth there. Uh, there's a, the reality in all communities is at well, least the ones we're talking about are they're made of human beings and right. human beings were flawed. And um, you know one of the flaws is that the devil in our ear, the scarcity mindset. Right. The other flaw is is our inability to um take small actions that over time build up to large things Mm -hmm. and um there's also then that tendency to look at others that are taking action and be the critic I mean you know Teddy Roosevelt had the big you know the the famous saying about that and that is one of my favorites I mean it's a profound thing because it's so true because it's
0: the comparison is the thief of joy
1: no it's the it's it's the the arena the man in the arena and um it's not the critic that counts It, it it's and and that's profound when you really think about it. How many people are willing to go into the arena and do the work that needs to be done? N- not very many. And so when you're in the arena, the don't don't be surprised when the critics who are sitting in the seats, who are unwilling to enter themselves, um, are chiming about this, that, and the other thing about how you did that, how you know Dr. Candula did this and Advent did that, and look at them, look at what they're doing. Uh, another wise person said. Um, you know, you tell me I make no difference and I'm not gonna make our episode explicit, but you know, it's what he says, uh, Ian McKay is, uh, at least I'm trying. What have you done? Yeah. So to me, that's the same, you know, Ian McKay, uh, from Minor Threat and Fugazi, uh, is repeating a very similar refrain to Teddy Roosevelt, which is, um, go in the arena. And I respect those that go in the arena and I have. All honor and including those that are coming at me and competing on in the field of battle like that's respect you know I have zero respect for those people who are sitting in the stands, not actively doing anything to help the conditions that they you know are are having problems with their voice doesn't matter it doesn't count it's silent it's anonymous it, it just needs to just sort of go away um, if that makes sense and so if you're going to be a critic um and you're not going to step in the arena your voice doesn't matter
0: so post Philadelphia some of these people that ostracized you or voice concerns yeah um what attempts did you make to reach out to them to clear the air or to establish a dialogue because some of those people I'm um, some of those people fall into that category of purely just being critics sure but there are some people that did criticize you that S- that certainly do a net good for their patients okay. and for the field and uh it seemed to me as as an audience member that some of your brashness and in, in convert in, in addressing those people seem to be unproductive
1: uh well i mean i think you I know if you're referring i think there's there's a post on linkedin i think maybe I'll, if that is that what you're talking yeah. about yeah that, that so th- those might be very noble people but they did uh very innoble things meaning it's uh cowardly to um be a troll I have no respect for a troll. And so my response to a troll is to, I'll troll you back. Uh, But then, you know, there was a bit of banner back and forth uh, and it literally, all I was doing was just, you know, trolling back a troll. And then how I finished that though, is I gave, there was two individuals in particular. I reached out to them, direct messaged them, gave them my cell phone number, uh, asked them to call me it's inappropriate it's not an appropriate venue for an adult a professional to have a conversation on a linkedin thread um in my opinion and you know the conversations that i had after that none Mm. nobody nobody uh picked up the phone nobody called me um so I, i you know i guess in that instance well let me just let me let me ask you a question who who is in the wrong there who is in the right there what am i to do in that situation i'm not going to be able to there is no way for me to um engage in a dialogue through a um you know comment section of um a linkedin thread mm-hmm. is there is there is that is that a way is it was there any pathway towards uh, conclusion there
0: what I would say to that is just that there's a communication breakdown and you know where what there's a communication breakdown and it's that's probably not the best venue to have a a back and forth um, and it's disappointing that a subsequent conversation didn't have outside of outside of that venue.
1: What what other, what choice, when somebody um, posts a comment, um, I could choose to either ignore it right. or I can choose to say, hey, you know, let's talk. Um, if I ignore it, it sits out there. If I say, you know, let's talk and they don't talk, yeah. what am I supposed to do?
0: Have a podcast.
1: Exactly. That's why we're here. Exactly. I mean, I guess I. I there's nothing. Um, there is nothing productive to be had in those sorts of forums. And I. And just to be clear here, I mean, you're not an apologist for me. You're not an apologist for the dental sleep medicine community. Uh, I think you're a genuinely interested and curious individual, as am I. And um, I would love nothing more than to have constructive conversations and dialogue with all communities who are treating the conditions that I treat, especially the dental sleep medicine community. And I've, I've, you know, been at various conferences. I've had very good discussions, uh, in those venues. And I think anybody who actually, uh, talks to me or listens to me actually takes the time to listen and, you know, maybe formulate questions. I don't, I don't understand What I say, or even in what I do, that um, is antithetical to anything. I mean, everything that everything that I believe in is what I'd say. Almost everybody within the dental sleep medicine community believes in as well. Is there? Let me just ask you: Is there anything that I've said that we've talked about that's like that's wrong? Um, And 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 I'll just: Is there is is there something that we've said that is like, man, that's not that's.
0: There's a lot that you say that I agree with.
1: is there anything that you that I've said that's um, uh, that you that you just fundamentally like that isn't right or that's a problem and, and, and I know I'm putting you in the spot a bit right now, but I, I I guess I'm and I'll give you some time to think as i as I keep chattering, but I'd say i,
0: I, well, I, I have I have some concerns. I'm not a clinician. Okay. i am I'm not a dentist, I'm not an ENT. I'm not a healthcare attorney understood I have some concerns about non-dentists being delivering oral appliances
1: understood and that's a a valid concern um I I you've
0: you've you've stated your position there right and
1: although just just if we focus on that little aspect for a moment I'd say what 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 actual choice do I or does Advent have today in regard to our patients? Meaning we have 17 clinics we're growing. Uh, I believe in oral appliance therapy. I believe it's a very important component of my patient's uh, treatment regimen. And I know that there is not access to those services. So if, if the gold standard is we're gonna have a dentist that, that's fitting appliances, I don't have the gold standard. So my option is either to say, sorry, I know you'd be a great candidate for oral appliance therapy. We don't have the resources for you. I'm gonna put you in a CPAP machine. Um, and that that's right now, My all, what are my options? My option is we should just send everybody to CPAP, like all my medical colleagues, because working or attempting to um, uh, advance a cause for oral, oral appliance therapy is is just a failed uh effort I, I don't have an another viable option we've explored all other options meaning i in my so we've had outside dentists we've had dentists on site that had a separate entity we have dentists on site that are within our umbrella um and and currently we're working you know without an on-site dentist but with you know dental oversight through our consulting arrangements but regardless I, i'd say i don't have i have a problem back to the man in the arena. And I'm in the arena doing everything in my power to solve this problem on behalf of my patients. Uh, and if the dental sleep medicine community wants to join forces, uh, then I'm sitting here, I'm standing here, I'm waiting for for that opportunity. But until that is actually a reality, and everybody, who, anybody in the dental sleep medicine community who's listening to this knows, they know that what I'm describing, there is no current solution. There is no solution for what do you do with a practice that's got you know sort of 17 offices in four states needs to have a seamless process, so forth and so on. So basically, the question is: is it is it is is the world, are the patients in in the uh, communities that we're in better off uh, for having access to oral appliance therapy uh, through a medical practice like Advent, or are they better served to shut that door? And that's the the there isn't another option there isn't something other than those things
0: yeah there there would be referring to a dentist
1: which doesn't work when you have a variety of clinics in a variety of places there aren't dentists in the communities there are there are not dentists in all the communities that we're in to provide a role appliance therapy um period and you know that to be true that that's true how you you uh, how many dentists in the country are there that are have it dialed in that you, know, it's like, oh no, we, we got a great thing going. And it's the, it's not that many in the grand scheme of things. And with the number of patients that come through our doors, um, we, we tend to break any system that we're trying to work with. So there is no resource that's available to work with a, a, an organization like ADVENT at the scale that we're at um, to help our patients. And our patients need help. And I'm gonna do everything I can to help those patients. Even if it requires me, you know, taking arrows in the back, um, like what happened in Philadelphia, um, I'm gonna, I'm fine. Like I will do that. Like I said, I think maybe uh, in our first episode, uh, I will do whatever it takes on behalf of our patients. Um, and this, that's why we're doing what we're doing. And if somebody wants to, you know, sort of row with us versus against us, I'd love to hear it. Um, but the solution that we need at Advent is we need a resource that's available um, throughout all of our locations, current and future. And there is no resource that exists right now. Um, and so therefore we're making it. And we, we talked about DIY. This is DIY. There's there DIY is do it yourself. It's punk rock, do it yourself. Um, you know, put the flyers up, get the venue going, get the equipment, get up there. Three chords in the truth. That's DIY. Uh, ADVENT is DIY. Um, you know, we, we, we've really invented the model under which the, um, you know, we, we take care of patients. And within that model, everything everything within it is DIY. Um, and therefore, meaning that, you know, even how we treat the nose and the sinuses, uh, we do things in a way that isn't done typically in most ENT practices. And believe me, there are ENTs who aren't real thrilled with how we do things there.
0: Mm-hmm. And at
1: the end of the day, you know, do I so hear your voices? you're just
0: pissing people off across the board
1: and and that is true and and why do i do that i don't do that to piss people off i do that to serve my patients Mm -hmm. i really do and and that sounds um maybe sounds like false altruism it isn't um there are people who are suffering needlessly with conditions that can be treated effectively with simple solutions, and we have access to those. And for anybody who's going to shut a door to somebody to one of those options, uh, I'm going to knock that door open so, if uh, I can.
0: Yeah. So let's stop there. Yeah. And next time, I want to talk about what happens when you kick that door open. Let's kick it open. Next time on Out of Breath. What needs to change? How is it going to change? Well,
1: everything needs to change. How it's going to change is not without disruption.